You are listening to the Life After Infidelity podcast, a podcast designed to help women who have been cheated on heal from anger, shame, sadness, and confusion so they can heal, reclaim their power, and live the life of their dreams. You will leave each episode with a heart of comfort, knowing you are not alone in your struggle and empowered to make informed decisions about your relationships moving forward. Because whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. All right, beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Life After Infidelity, a podcast designed to help you remove the shame of your decision of whether you choose to stay or go. And if you have been tuning in and you were tuning in last week, I don't know if I'm going to put this up the next day and try to be like Latarius or if I'm going to put it up a week later, we go see, I don't know, you know, just see, just y'all just keep, keep rocking with me. Um, but uh, Jade and I were having a conversation and we titled it uh, Get My Lick Back. And whew, we've covered a lot. It's been good, friend. <laughs> this conversation has been really, really good. And I'm just going to dive back into it um, because we left off where you were talking about how, you know, you made the decision. You had this dramatic exit of where you left and you had the opportunity to have uh, two conversations post your departure of like actually leaving away from the marriage or making the decision that you were going to, you know, move on. And um, you were saying that your ex-husband was saying that he wanted to come back and you were basically like you released him and you didn't love him anymore. Um, we got to talk about that. Like, and I, you know, I say that because so many women don't have the strength to do that. So what was your strength behind standing strong? And at this point in time, you're, you're acknowledging that you deserve more and you did give him chance after chance because you said that you caught him several times cheating on you. And it seems like maybe this time he was growing, but what made you actually decide to choose you and say no? I'm I'm done. I think it's the counseling during the marriage. The counseling? Yes. Okay. Because in that moment, I'm 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 told in the counseling sessions, when he says things to you, he's talking about himself. Says don't internalize it. So if he says something negative to you, you're probably looking to who are you? It's not, you're not talking to me. Mm-hmm. So one of the times I got home from the counseling session and I had on a hat that says queen. And I remember him saying, whose queen are you? So things like that would be said. And I mean, I did a lot of introspection in myself. I would not respond. Okay. And I did a lot of introspection. I did the time to work on myself. So at that point, I was happy. And we spoke about this um, with, the, with the session that you did with me in terms yeah. of it's best that people tell you their truth, whether it yeah. hurts or not. Mm-hmm. They did. Mm-hmm. So when he did say to me, you know, you loved me more than I loved you. I was cool. I already knew it. Why? Because I knew the reasons he was with me. He was with me because he he thought that I will propel his music to where it needed to be. Mm. So it was a parasitic relationship. So he needed me for something. And I also needed him 
to be a husband. I wanted it to be a husband and love me. So in that moment, what he wanted from me, I was no longer giving it to him. So he started looking elsewhere, which you also touched on. Um, and for me, I needed him to be a husband, but he he could, he didn't know what that was. He didn't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. So at that point for me, I know this no longer serves me. Mm-hmm. It no longer serves me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can either choose to continue staying in something that no longer serves me because I love him mm-hmm. or I can free ourselves and go. And I think because of that, I was no longer angry at him for even what he did. Yeah. I'm not wasn't angry at him and even things that he said to me, words he called me, I was no longer angry at him for that. Yeah. Because hey, um, you didn't know what you want. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You messed me up during that time. Mm-hmm. But because you messed me up, I am now a better person. Yeah. Yeah. I that's so good what you're saying because um uh, I just finished a podcast recording episode. Um and the gentleman talked about um, his name is Dr. Lee. He's a psychiatrist. And he was talking about sometimes we get in relationships and I'm going to say he was more so talking about um, women in relation to men. And he was like, sometimes what's so hard for men in relationships is that women tend to get into relationships for what it means and not seeing that person for who they are. And that's kind of like what you said, like him getting into this marriage with you, what it meant it meant that it could possibly, you know, launch his mu- his music right. career and things like that. And I think that that's the dangers of when we get into relationships because of what it could potentially mean and forgetting the the, the person and who that person is, then right. it kind of makes it a little easier for us to then go and, and betray them. And I want to say do the ultimate betrayal in a relationship, you know, and I think that this is why it is so important for people to go through healing when they have went through acts of infidelity, because what you were saying, because you went through counseling, you were strong enough to actually know like what you wanted, what you desired and how to go into it with the help of your counselor and not go into it weak because they were able to help you acknowledge or notice some of the things to pay attention to that in our vulnerabilities without professional help, we just don't know. And that's something that I was talking to uh, the lady who called me today when she was telling me that, you know, she found out, I'm just saying her daughter-in-law for context of conversation to make it sound sense. But she was like when her daughter-in-law called her to tell her that her son was cheating on her. And I was like, you know, it's really important that we we help one another, because if I would have known what I knew, if I would have had somebody to help coach me, I wouldn't have stayed in that marriage for five years, knowing that he was cheating on me. And I was finding out about a different woman every six months for five whole years, you know, and I think that it's beautiful what you're saying is like, I think that we get cheated on so often and we somewhat, and I'm, you know, doing parentheses when I say somewhat uh, are, are appear to be healed from it, but we're not, you know, no, we're, not. we're not at all. And I, I, I just want to say thank you for sharing that because it is really important. And that's one of the things that I'm wanting to share with people is that if you have been cheated on, that is means for you to actually go find someone to talk to, <laughs> whether it's a coach or a therapist. And I mean, like a professional, it is worth going to get professional help because what happens is that when you don't heal properly, 
even though you might think you have, there are still adverse effects of that partner's hurt that could potentially spill into the next relationship if you didn't get the chance to heal. And I, I want you to speak to women who you were lucky. You were one of the lucky ones who had the opportunity to get closure. I didn't. And, <laughs> you know, but but we all closure is a very important piece of moving on right and I think that a lot of the times why we keep that open is because we don't have that closure and so we have all of these what ifs and things like that and um, I was actually listening to another podcast from Dear Future Wifey and his guest was talking about how our mind works and our mind it needs to have closure in situations and if it doesn't have closure in situations then our mind starts to create the closure like okay well and so that's where the assumptions come in and so what would you say to women who who are not blessed with that opportunity to have closure like what do they need to do so for 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 women who don't have the opportunity to get closure i would counseling i'm going to send you to counseling also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because in counseling there is there is a system that's also used where you know, we talk to the chair, the empty chair technique. Mm, talk yeah, to the chair yeah, and yeah. imagine the person is there. I yep. say everything that you need to say to that person, yep. whether the person is there or not. I mean, some people would want to see the person there physically, but if that can't happen, mm-hmm. empty, use empty chair technique. Imagine the person is there and let out whatever it is that you have to let out to them. My go-to though is not to do so angrily. My go-to is do so, talk to yourself, deal with yourself first so that when you're able to speak, to that person with an mm, empty chair or the person good. themselves, you don't come off as toxic. Yeah. You don't come off as if you're so angry and you're so bitter. Yeah. Do it so in love. So when you talk to that person, you still talk to that person with the utmost respect. You disrespect yeah. me, but I'm going to come and respect you and yeah. in how I speak to you, my approach to you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we don't like to be the bigger person, mm-hmm. but it's how it is that we relay our message that shows whether we have moved on or we can get over mm-hmm. or we have forgiven or not. Because if it is that I come to you and I'm angry and national, the person not going to hear you because this is the same person and this is why I cheated on the person because look at how you're presenting this to me. But if it is that you go in a different approach, they take it differently. Yeah. And know there's respect. And know, even if it is that, you know, you still don't talk to each other, you can say you did it with a lot of respect and there's growing for that. Because for me, after that closure that I had, I probably didn't want it, but I was able to serve him in terms of going to a show. I, I normally do a show overseas. So I did a show and he was one of the guest artists and I was able to, I served him his food. I booked him his hotel. I went to make sure he was okay as an artist and there was no problem. I went, did interviews with him, acted normal. I moved on and I was not affected at all by it. Cause I was oh, yeah. able to be- Look, I'm finna go ahead and tell you right now, your healing is a lot better than mine because <laughs> I feel... <laughs> Honey, I believe I'm healed. But listen, what I'm not finna do... <laughs> You will not, not Brianna, not Brianna Latrice. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, God bless you, honey, because you you healed, healed. I'm 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 just healed, but you double healed. <laughs> Listen, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And I mean, after he came in, he wasn't feeling well. I had medication. I gave him medication, right. and I was like, you know what? That's it. 
but but that that's it. I mean, <laughs> I I really don't have anything else to do. I mean, it kept on going where he said, you know, he thought that's okay. You're being nice, so let me come and see what can happen. And I was like, no, that's where it is. I'm a nice person to you because I respect you as a human being. But that's it. I'm not taking care of you. I'm not your woman anymore. <laughs> that's where it is. But if I have a job to do with you, I'm gonna do the job and I'm gonna do it effectively. Yes, I am. You got me over here humming because I'm like, <laughs> woo. I'm thinking, listen, ladies, if you want to get healed, then come see me as a coach. But if you want to get healed, healed, I'm going to go ahead and refer you to Jade because I might not get me some of them, 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 them practices that Jade over there using. But <laughs> no, but oh. I think, ooh, something you said really good. You said, you can tell that you're healed and I'm, I'm jacking it up or using my own words, but you can tell that you're healed by how you go back and have that conversation with the person. Yes. And I love that because um, just going back to this conversation today, because it just happened. Um, that's one of the things that I advised this woman to go back and tell her daughter-in-law is don't have a conversation with him right now because when you're emotional and when you're vulnerable, you we make bad decisions. We make bad, bad decisions. you know what I'm saying? We make bad choices and our heart is so hurt and it's so open that anything that they say, we take it as them actually being remorseful. And it's not. It's um I'm not even going to say remorseful. We just take anything that they say, whether it's them blaming it on us. We take because our heart is open, yeah. whatever they're going to give us. If it's from a place of like toxicity, we're taking that into our heart and we're um, multiplying our, our, our already insecurities behind what we've just found out. And so I like that you say that, like we really need to sit and process and heal ourselves and get clarity on what it is that we want to do before we can even go back to them and say anything or if we don't have the opportunity to go back to them you know look at this chair and yell at this chair like I really I, I and I'm just trying to stress that to people because like that is a very important piece of healing is actually getting it out is what I want to talk about because um I was actually on a coaching call with a lady last week and um we were talking about like what is the hurt and the anger and well she, I think she was frustrated because she she's like I just feel like I'm not getting past this nice. hump in my life and I said well, when you think about this stuff, anyways, we went down this whole thing and we literally did that because I was like, what are you mad about? And, you know, she was so guarded. And she even said that. She said, I don't know why I'm so guarded. She said that after because I said, tell me all the stuff you mad at him about. And then she just was there crying. And I said, you know what? I'll do it for you. And I literally listed out everything that she's told me from our very first coaching call. And afterwards, she just started crying and she was like, that's so powerful. I said, the reason why it's so hard for you to get over this hump is because you haven't voiced it because yeah, yeah he's not here, but there's still a way for you to get it out. You know, because yeah. we've got to get that out of our spirit, get that out of our heart so that we can move on. But you had the, like I said, you were blessed to have that opportunity to get it out to him. And you told him that, you know, 
basically you're releasing him from anything. And so then you, you moved on, you continue with your healing. And then what did that journey look like for you in terms of like dating again? When did you decide or know you were ready to date again? And how did you find the amazing husband that you have now? So even before that, before I answer that, I'm okay. going to say to what you had said previously, um, in terms of us being angry and, you know, venting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we're also so angry at them because we're angry at ourselves. Yep. Yep. We've already talked about I'm, that, but yes, ma'am. Talk about it. <laughs> we're angry at ourselves because, you know, I'm angry at myself for what I did, but I, I don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Because it means I'm going to have to do introspection. How do I introspect and say, you know, I'm a problem too because... I sat down and knew you were doing this. Yep. And I allowed myself to sit down. I have my I allowed myself to be so naive. Yep. I allowed myself to so sometimes we're angry at ourselves, but hey, we have all been fools for love. Yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that something is wrong with us. It's okay. It means that we're human. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back now to the question that you asked. As I said, I decided I was not going to date. I was not going to do anything. It's this, and can I tell you, it's the same concert that I was helping to serve my husband as an artist there that I met my husband. Oh, wow. I love that. I love this full circle <laughs> stories. <laughs> right. So, wow. I mean, when we met, we're just a working relationship because we're working together at the venue. Yeah. And um, that was what it was supposed to be. And, you know, he came to me after, hey, I really like working there. I like how you do things, et cetera. Um, so I said, hey, I like working with you too. Let's let's do this mm-hmm. in terms of if there's any more concerts that we're working together, that let's do it. Yeah. I mean, we know each other now in terms of doing that. Yeah. So that was where the basis was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming back to Jamaica, he just continued talking to me. And I was like, hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not. I, I'm not, I don't want to do this right yeah. now. Yeah. Because I'm just coming out of Um. But he was patient and he waited. And he was also coming from a divorce himself. So both of us were working together. He was doing his work. I was doing my work because I was still in counseling even afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was doing my work, et cetera. But I mean, afterwards, I mean, there were reservations. I'm not going to say I was 17 and I was full force in love. There Mm -hmm. was a lot of reservations Mm -hmm. because... I did not want what happened before to happen again. Yeah. And in Jamaica, people call it Yamid situation. Mm. Where it is that you don't want somebody again to take you for a fool. Yeah. And it's called what? What's the word? Yamhead. Yamhead? Yamhead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It means means you have somebody just taking you for a fool over and over again. And I didn't want that. So I wanted clarity Mm -hmm. as to where we were. Mm-hmm. What is happening? What exactly it is that we want? Mm-hmm. And I had to say, listen, even though this is me now, to once I might change who I, who I want to be, what I want to be, because we're, we're, we're evolving. Yeah. And yeah. So we're no longer going to be the same. So what I may want now, I'm not going to want two, two months from now. So yeah. there's also understanding that aspect. And I'm very clear as to this is what I want. Mm hmm. Is what I don't want. Mm-hmm. What do you see as sex? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. What does cheating mean to you? Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Don't. I may do something and you don't like it and you say it's cheating and I don't see that's cheating. What's mm-hmm. happening? Mm-hmm. Or everything I see may trigger me. So what he did is that if he if it is that he was going hiking and a female was going to be there, he let me know which female is going to be. Yeah. 
and same vice versa. If I'm going out, I let yeah. you know. I'm going out with this person so that there is vulnerability and there's accountability. Yeah. And we yeah. were living in different states at the time. When I was living in Jamaica, he was living overseas. Wow. So we did that. Um, and then, I mean, it just evolved to get it married mm-hmm. and having a child. And I'm, and I'm not going to say it's easy still because there are times. Yeah. I mean, okay. I believe that I'm healed, but there are times I see something mm-hmm. and it's almost yeah. replica of what happened. Not necessarily cheating, yeah. but how a man behaves. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, be with myself and I say, this may look alike, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's continuous. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm over everything and I'm done and I'm, t-, but it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, um, I can now talk about my ex without being angry. And that's a good part for me. Yeah. Well, and even laughter, I think, because we've yes. laughed throughout this podcast. And <laughs> and I think that that's like another way of showing that, that we're healed. And I want to ask you this last question before we close out. Um, and I feel like you've kind of already answered it partly, but when did you know your heart was safe with your husband now? Um, all right. So I know my heart was safe from the initial stage when he said, I'm here to add to you, mm. not to, not, I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to add to your happiness, mm. which is important for me. Mm-hmm. And which we really understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. It's not a situation where we're going to be in each other's life to make each other happy mm-hmm. because that's where I went wrong initially. Mm-hmm. So it's the mere fact that we're coming together to add to each other's happiness. So my happiness is no longer dependent on him. Wow. So whether or not he makes me happy, my heart is safe. Yeah. Thank you, friend. This has been so, I don't even want to cry. I, um, I'm serious. Like this is a really good conversation. This, this brings my heart so much joy because this is what it's about. And, um, this is why I have created this podcast, um, is for stories like this, um, your vulnerability. Um, I don't think people realize like how having the courage to share your story, whether it's the good pieces or the bad, is so healing for other people. And I already know that this podcast is going to help heal so many people. So I just want to say thank you again for even doing that. And one question that I always ask women who have been cheated on is, what is life before infidelity? We were infidelity. Life before infidelity, yeah. Good. Life before infidelity was I was very naive. Mm, that's a good word. I like that. <laughs> naive. I was very naive before infidelity. Mm-hmm. But after infidelity, I'm a better person. Mm, I like that. I like that. All righty. Well, you guys have heard it. Um, we went through a lot. Uh, this has been a beautiful conversation. Um, but yeah, Jay, just tell the people where they can connect with you, how they can connect with your podcast and how they can find your book and all of that good stuff. So you can connect with me um, on Instagram at the unfiltered by Jade. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. Mm-hmm. And I am on all podcast platforms that you can find. I'm there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you can find my book, Things Left On Sale Before I Do, on Amazon. Okay. 
All righty. Well, thank you again, beautiful people, for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value from this conversation. My name is Brianna Latrice. I am your host of Life After Infidelity. Um, if you want to reach me, you can find me on IG, TikTok at life underscore after underscore infidelity. Um, or you can reach me online at www.lifeafterinfidelity.net. If you're curious um, with working with me, you can click on the link on my um um, in my, sorry, in my website or even on my socials and schedule a free 15 minute coaching consultation. And I would love to see if we were a good fit until then continue healing beautifully. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, beautiful. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the show so you can stay connected with a community of women who can relate to what you're experiencing. And do me a favor, take a screenshot that you were listening to the show and tag me on Instagram at life underscore after underscore infidelity underscore. I love to connect with you, hear your story of infidelity and show you some love over there. Until next time, I'm your host, Brianna Latrice, reminding you that whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. See you next time, beautiful.